0: Tuesday. ladies
1: and gentlemen this is the main event of the evening for the worldwide wrestling federation heavyweight championship wrestling ladies and gentlemen our first event of the evening is a one fall match with a 15 minute time limit
0: there ain't nobody there ain't nobody in wrestling who can make me quit and that's the bottom line Stone stone. Tuesday. We are what wrestling's all about. New York
1: City here, Chicago here, Jamie on my left, Linda on my right, but I'm not telling any of the girls who I'm going to give it to in Chicago until that night. Woo!
0: Tuesday, wrestling. Tuesday returns to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. It's Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with me, Jonathan Hood, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So glad that you're with us here for our special Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Reason why it's special? Because it's WrestleMania this Sunday at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. And to talk to us about WrestleMania, and this big event taking place on the WWE Network, is Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. Also, check him out on the Hoot Podcast. We'll talk about the name of that podcast and where you can hear more about the Hoot Podcast. Uh, Josh Lopez joins me, Jonathan Hood, right here on ESPN 1000. Josh, thanks for joining me.
1: Jay Hood, how's it going, my man? It's a pleasure to be on your program tonight. Very, very busy week of professional wrestling coming up uh, out in the East Coast, and um, I'm excited to be on the show tonight.
0: Absolutely. I I just want to get your initial thoughts about the build for the main event for this year for WrestleMania. For those that don't know, this will be an all-women's main event that's going to take place Uh, for the WWE at WrestleMania, and I'm excited about it because we're talking about Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch all together uh, in the main event of this. What do you think of the build for this main?
1: I think it's fantastic. I think if you ask any professional wrestling fan that's either casual or doesn't get enough time to watch all the WWE shows throughout the year, they'll tell you, that the three most stand-up performers are in the main event uh, this Sunday. And they're all women, and I think that's very fascinating. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, Becky Lynch uh, got the love from the hardcore fans. Charlotte is, in my opinion, the best uh, natural performer, uh, pun intended in the entire roster. And Ronda Rousey has proved a lot of people wrong in her first year being part of the WWE. I think they've both been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been twisted and turns, as there is with every single WrestleMania. But I think what we saw last night uh, on Monday Night Raw will attest to how excited a lot of people are for this main event on Sunday.
0: I, I like the winner-takes-all triple threat match that will take place here because whoever wins this... It seems as though that they will try to unify the women's championship. At least that's what should happen, because the Raw women's champion yeah. is, is Ronda Rousey. The SmackDown champion is Charlotte Flair. And then there's Becky Lynch, who is, has really caught, uh, caught storm here and has been on fire. So that makes sense if they are able to unify it on that night, right?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think as closer we get to WWE making the transition from USA Network to Fox, I think the brand split of whatever it is right now is going to come to an end. Uh, there's been already so many cross-promotion feuds and guys showing up on this show and that show. I, I think it only makes sense that uh, the women, at least, are going to have a chance to have the title be on both shows and it goes from here and there. I, I like I see like aspect. I just kind of hope it would be an elimination match too. Just go all out with it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. have winner take all. Make it elimination, no shenanigans, just handle your business, but I'm very excited for this match.
0: Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Josh Lopez from ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com with me, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app, WrestleMania right around the corner on Sunday from MetLife Stadium. The WWE Universal Championship, which is the Raw branded championship held by Brock Lesnar taking on Seth Rollins. Josh, where do you look at this build for Seth Rollins to go after the Universal Championship versus others? Is it more believable, more realistic than others?
1: I think it's very realistic, and I think it's a story that's been uh, put on the back burner for a long time since Rollins came back from his injury back before WrestleMania 32 uh, when he tore his ACL. Um you know, there was a hold-off here. He had a feud with Bray Wyatt. He did some other stuff along the way. He was a tag team wrestler. But, you know, everybody's last image of Seth Rollins as a champion was at WrestleMania in Levi Stadium a couple years ago, stealing the uh, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at the time from Brock Lesnar during that match with Roman Reigns. And now here we are three years later. All three members of the Shield that fought Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania and it seems like some combination here. Either this is Brock's last stand at a WrestleMania or WWE in general, or we're going to keep going through this Suplex City hostage storyline that they're going with. Uh, it's a story that's been long overdue, and I think Seth Rollins has been doing a very good job, despite the fact that Brock Lesnar rarely shows up on the shows these days.
0: Hey, well, well, okay, so I guess the, the question, again, I'll ask you is, when you compare mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar, like, against... Um, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. You mentioned Levi Stadium. When you compare that to to him against uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship in New Orleans for WrestleMania 34, you believe that this matchup, his opponent seems more realistic to win the title than these other guys, including Daniel Bryan as well, and some of these other major ma- matches that uh, Brock has had.
1: I just feel, me personally, Jonathan, this is how I feel. I feel that the realistic aspect of whether guys are credible or not or not to defeat Brock Lesnar is kind of passe. Because in my opinion, the last really like entertaining match that was like a classic from Brock Lesnar was the one he had with CM Punk back in 2013. And think about it. Ever since that match, Brock Lesnar's done suplex, 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 suplex. He's changed his mm-hmm. entire moveset after that no holds bar match with CM Punk. And he Punk brought Brock to the limit. I don't know why Seth Rollins could it. AJ Styles did it a couple years ago at a Survivor series. You brought up Daniel Bryan here. I feel like the realistic nature of Brock Lesnar and whether or not people are credible enough to beat him one on one is passé. I think it was overdue. I think Roman Reigns should have beat Brock Lesnar at last year's WrestleMania, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you don't need to go back on that.
0: Well, well, if that being the case, Josh, then then this this match should start at 6, 6 p.m. Right. Central Time. <laughs> Seriously, because if, if it's not going to be anything different than what we're used to seeing, then you know what? Start off at 6 when everyone's looking forward to when the pay-per-view you know, for some, that's where it starts, put it there. Because to me, the WWE Championship with Daniel Bryan against Kofi Kingston, see, here's the thing, and I think you know this about me. I've Mm -hmm. been a supporter of SmackDown more so than Raw for years. And this even goes back to when Paul Heyman was booking because, again, it's it's easier for me to handle because of the time. And two, SmackDown has always been tailored for, the quote-unquote wrestling fan, the in-ring product, more so than the yeah. ha-ha and the bad writing around it and the bad jokes. <laughs> so so, so, I've always been a, a, a proponent of the SmackDown brand anyway. And if you have led me to believe that the WWE Championship, the holy grail of Bob Backlund and uh, Superstar Graham and Hulk Hogan and, and Sergeant Slaughter and all these guys have won the championship, if this is... If that's the Holy Grail, I've always thought that that is the most important championship. And unfortunately, the WWE championship is middle of the card or not uh, thought of as highly as when Brock Lesnar is wrestling. So I'll ask you about that matchup with Kofi against Daniel Bryan. Why do you think the WWE made that change, um, I guess, by looking at Kofi Kingston as a serious contender for this title?
1: It's it's one of the most fascinating things I've been pondering since this whole road to WrestleMania started. Because I, honestly, for any wrestling fan out there, if you thought back at Summerslam or Survivor Series at the time, who would Daniel Bryan fight at WrestleMania for the championship? Kofi. I wouldn't say he would be the last on my mind, but uh, it's it's I want to call it a fad because there's a lot of genuine support for Kofi during this journey of being the underdog and you have this kind of role reversal now where Kofi has been portrayed as the B-plus player and Daniel Bryan's now uh, backing everything he fought against (laughs) a couple of years ago for his uh, WrestleMania title opportunity. It's really fascinating storytelling. I think I I agree with what you said earlier about your sentiments about SmackDown. They really touch on those key talking points as far as um, the importance of being a champion and the importance of in-ring wrestling, and Kofi Kingston has been the MVP so far, in my opinion, as far as the world to WrestleMania is concerned. Uh, I think they made this decision, uh, believe it or not, for the fans. I, mm-hmm. I really do. I think this is one of the rare cases where it actually has happened, and it's genuine, and everybody's supporting uh, Kofi Kingston. I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think this has been the best build-up for any other match besides the main event.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and by the way, because it's SmackDown, I wouldn't expect anything less <laughs> because <Right. laughs> it, it's almost like a different Island. It always has been all seem like a different Island. And again, Daniel Bryan going from the yes movement to a, a just a tremendous traditional heel. And I know that that's uh, a, a phrase that's not used as much anymore in 2019, but Daniel Bryan believes, I believe in those has an old school belief in his character. And so Yeah, you're not (laughs) getting as many cheers for him, and I think people are starting to understand, like, yeah, that he's really serious about this role, and he's dug in uh, to being this persona. As we talk about WrestleMania with uh, Josh Lopez on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN app. Uh, Okay, so let's get to where the the bane of frustration is for WWE fans, and that is Kurt Angle's retirement match against Baron Corbin. Uh Now... Kurt Angle retiring, I understand. And again, if you've watched some of Kurt's latest matchups, you understand why retirement is there. He reminds me of Dick the Bruiser at the end, where I I don't think that he, clearly he's in the autumn of his career and definitely at the end here with this retirement match. But I I look at Baron Corbin, and why do I have this feeling that Kurt is going to put Baron over and thinks it because the feeling is, is that that's best for the wwe is best to try to kind of accelerate baron corbin's personality his persona in the company why do i have a feeling that kurt would be the one to do the honors
1: i i think that kurt has mellowed out professionally after his run with tna was over mm-hmm. so i don't think that um i don't know the thing that he craved and lost for his performer back then doesn't really appeal to him as much as uh these days are concerned uh, there's been so many interviews in the past where Kurt's like, I don't know if I'll ever have a chance to return to the WWE, you know, let alone get back to the hall of fame. He had a, his run as GM on uh, Monday night raw, uh, got to wrestle as far as WrestleMania last year. Um, I, I just think Kurt Angle has different wants and needs these days. And, Whether he personally wants this to be his last match or not, I don't know. and It's not for me to say whether it was his decision for it to beat Baron Corbin. Uh, You were mentioning real heels. I think Baron Corbin is one of those. Am I saying this is a match that I'm looking forward to the most? Probably not, but it's not something I'm going to immediately scoff at either. Uh, There's like 16 matches on this show. So if there's something where Kurt Angle makes Baron Corbin tap out in two minutes, or this is a, some big brouhaha and uh, whatever, John Cena pops up out of nowhere. I, I think anything's up to the table. And I think Kurt um, Angle versus Baron Corbin, of course, is something that we didn't expect, how they made the announcement here in Chicago a couple weeks ago that the match was happening between those two guys. And believe it or not, this city was chanting, we want Cena. So <laughs> oh, wow. it's crazy. Yeah. I we want to in Chicago. <laughs> I know. Well, wow, that is, that's really
0: something because they, you know why? Because we in Chicago know what the better matchup would be. Of course, that's a, for Correct. some, that would be just like a good way for Engel to go out. So that's, that's the reason why that is the case. I, how about this? How about this for uh, a take for you? I would make the okay. argument with you in a, in a column or on the, on the radio together. that Kurt Angle is actually more of a TNA wrestler than a WWE wrestler.
1: I agree with that. I think the entertainer would be more WWE than TNA, but mm-hmm. from a wrestling standpoint, absolutely. I think Kurt and anybody who's watched Kurt over the years at TNA would say most of his best matches and rivalries were in TNA.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I, I really do. Um, uh, so uh, I'll ask you this. What do, What do you think is the coldest title uh, in this WrestleMania, that that's the, a There will be a title match, but it's just completely cold that they have not done a. The company has not done a good job building the match. What do you think it is?
1: I'd probably say uh, Bobby Lashley gets Finn Balor mm-hmm. uh, for the IC title. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I I actually enjoy both of these guys. I love Bobby Lashley's work in TNA. And I've always been a big Finn Balor fan. I don't know about the John Travolta Grease uh, jacket that (laughs) he rocks in the ring most of the time. I enjoy most of his work when he is the demon. But um, I just feel like this is just happening just to happen. And for whatever reason, the demon only wants to pop up in New York shows. So (laughs) it makes sense. Demon's coming out on Sunday. I feel that's the coldest one. And I, I... for you being an old-school wrestling fan, I think the United States title would fit in that category, too. I just feel like for SmackDown, they wanted a mid-card title to have it be a television match since there's so many rematches on these weekly shows. It defeats the purpose of having the U.S. championship on Samoa Joe. I, I like Samoa Joe, but I don't know why he's having the title right now. This, the U.S. title is meaningless. so it's You can pick or choose, but I would say right now it would be the IC title because that has the most— interest from my
0: point of view that's cool sasha sasha banks and bailey will love you for that um (laughs) for for not mentioning their women's tag team title throwaway four-way match that they have um so so tell tell me this out of this card josh what do you think is a a sleeper match here at wrestlemania from top to bottom for
1: one for the kickoff show I'll go with Buddy Murphy and Tony Neese for the Cruiserweight title. If you mm-hmm. watch MMA wrestling, I think that would be a match for you. And another one will be, for me, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Um, I think every WrestleMania, whether you have classic matches or not, there's always one match that maybe doesn't have a lot of build behind it, but they just tear the house down. Think about like Randy Orton against Seth Rollins a couple years ago some other matches along the way. I I think AJ Styles and Randy Orton would be my sleeper match on the main show this Sunday.
0: You know, the one thing for those that that don't know, as far as as wrestling and sports entertainment is concerned with WrestleMania, and this, if if you really were able to sit down and honestly talk to Vince McMahon about this, Vince completely knows this, uh, that every time WrestleMania chooses a city, that there are other wrestling companies around the country, around the world, that are having cards around that WrestleMania. So the, right. the great thing about it is, is that WrestleMania not only brings wrestling fans from across the country and around the world to this big stellar event, but also it helps some of the smaller organizations uh, in in certain territories to be able to bring their shows there. And one of them is Ring of Honor, which I I've, I'm really fascinated about what we're going to see here, Josh, because Ring of Honor, uh, along with New Japan, CMLL will be there as well, right? For They'll be at Madison Square Garden on the Saturday before right. WrestleMania?
1: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.
0: What, do, what, do you, what do you think of that? Uh, again, for the first time in forever, you might have the date, and I don't, the last time that there was another wrestling company that ran Madison Square Garden that was not run by a McMahon.
1: Not only run by uh, McMahon, but this is the first w- uh, this is the first wrestling show that's going on pay per view since Vince's dad was from only boxing back then at Madison Square Garden. I think it's it's really phenomenal uh, where we are as uh, the professional wrestling business as a whole. I think it's getting a lot more popularity in the mainstream side. For even all these other companies that are not WWE related, like an all uh, all elite wrestling. Uh, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, have this big pay-per-view, uh, the G1 Supercard, on Saturday. I've been fortunate enough to attend the last couple of WrestleManias. And, yes, while you're in the city, it's plastered with WWE banners all over the place. I used to see it in New Orleans. But WWE is not the only thing that's talked about or paid for when it comes to these WrestleMania weekends. Uh, WrestleCon probably draws, I don't know, maybe half of what access makes throughout the, the the entire weekend and all these different companies joining forces like Impact and Lucha Underground they are doing the show on Thursday. Uh this good synergy for the pro wrestling business and I really hope this is a success and something that could continue to happen because uh the more that you have these outside of WWE companies having the shows like a Baster Store Garden, who knows, maybe a United Center here. Probably mm-hmm. not. No. <laughs> Who knows? No. Uh, but I think having these companies at these big venues is very big for the business, and I hope it works out this year. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: How can people access the Hoot Podcast, and what is it?
1: The Hoots Podcast is a podcast where myself and my good friend Adam Daly uh, talk about the world of professional wrestling, but we also talk about comedy. Uh, we hit on mental health. The Hoops podcast was inspired by Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, uh, the Good Brothers, and they called themselves Hoops. So you can call yourself a Good Brother, you can call yourself a Hoop. It's basically the same thing. So uh, we're just two brothers having a good time talking about professional wrestling. We got a nice feature. We have Adam's 9-year-old daughter, uh, AJ, to come on the show and give her perspective on the product nice to get a kid's perspective on the show and kind of ground us instead of just being the uh, miserable older guys (laughs) uh, (laughs) just analyzing the shows each week. So AJ's been doing a very good job and she's got a bright future for her in broadcasting. She's very, very talented. Uh, So you can find the uh, Hoops podcast every single Thursday. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. Uh, We do the show once a week. And we're celebrating our 150th episode on Thursday, so it's going to be a blast. So I hope you guys get a chance to check out the Hoots Podcast. It's very different from your standard pro wrestling podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not going to pop a blood vessel over a Monday. I just don't have the time or energy for that. I'd rather just talk about stuff I do enjoy about the product, and we go from there. So, yeah, go check out the Hoots Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
0: As always, my friend, I appreciate it. Enjoy WrestleMania. Thank you, Hood. I appreciate it. Stay tuned. All right. Is uh, Josh Lopez with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday? Glad you're with us here at Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000.